What's up RPG fans? Welcome to episode 10 of the Switch RPG podcast. We now have made more three-pointers than Steph Curry did on Sunday night against the Cavs. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by my teammate, all-star teammate, Gio Pimento. What's up, man? It got, hey, what's up? It kind of saddens me that the Boston Celtics couldn't be involved in this because I feel like they would have put up a much better defense not saying that they would have won it would have been a little better but hey how you doing how you guys doing i am doing great i'm doing great if this is your first time listening ladies and gentlemen this is the show from switchrpg.com that brings you exciting news upcoming game releases and all the latest in the world of rpgs on the nintendo switch platform after we get all that out of the way we then read your questions on the air and try to answer them if we can remember we're all about community that means we're all about you here at the switch rpg podcast so if you want to be part of the show you can do one of several different things first of all you can email us at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can tweet using the hashtag switch rpg podcast and finally you can dive into our awesome discord server and post in that podcast channel at the end of the day we hope that you know that we want to hear from you so first before we dive into news i've got a bit of housekeeping for those of you that will be watching this video after the fact this is a little surprise here for you this is also a surprise for geo he doesn't know that i'm about to do this but I have a new mouse. Whoa. No wonder why I didn't hear you clicking away. Exactly. And all the people listening to this podcast, how does how does this affect you? Well, all those annoying loud clicks that you hear throughout the episode happens to be my mouse. But I've got a new mouse. Not only that, I have a new keyboard. Whoa. You're like a, you're gonna be like a stealthy ninja now. You're not even going to know. You're not even going to listen. Listen to this. Listen <laughs> to this. I'm just moving. I'm just clicking. I'm moving things around. So anyway. Wow. Uh, let's let's jump into the news. You. Uh, what do we got? Number one, we've got uh, from Nintendo everything that Nintendo, unfortunately for a lot of us, has no plans. They have no plans on selling uh, a Switch without a dock in the Americas. Yes, uh, Nintendo Everything has an article here. Um, they're now selling these systems without a dock in Japan. Uh, this was announced, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, or you know, about a week and a half ago. Um, I'm surprised that they're not going to want to do this here. Obviously, you know, they're going to be making more money by selling the dock and everything, but this makes sense for a lot of people. Um, the only thing it doesn't, it doesn't include everything from what I read. I believe it does not include a charging cable for some reason. Um, I'm guessing because this is meant to be going into other docks. So this is meant to have to be in a house, 
that has other docks. I mean, you could always get the charging cable separate, but again, I think this comes in at around, what is it, 25,000 yen or something to that effect, which is about $200. So, I mean, it, it just may, just doesn't make any sense to even buy this, to be honest with you, because you, if you were to go buy a dock, it would be about 80 bucks. So you're already at the, the price of a, a new switch. So they kind of made it in. They, no, no, yeah, I, I, no, and if it was less expensive, it would it would be it would compete with the 3ds, and I don't think they want to do that. Oh, the 3ds slash 2ds, yeah, yeah, because they're they're still making games for it, they're still selling it, and it's doing actually rather well. So I don't think they want to compete with that mark. They don't want to compete with themselves, basically. So maybe in another so, year or two, we might maybe. see a price drop on this and then it uh, brought over to the West. Yeah, I would say two because they're still making games for the 3DS into 2019. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, so I think that eventually whenever they do it, it's going to be smart to do to get a cheaper SKU out there. And if mm-hmm. you have a situation where people already have a dock in the house, maybe they already have two docks in the house, uh, and you are looking to buy a second or a third unit, there needs to be some sort of skew in place for that person, for the person who is right. just buying it as a secondary or tertiary, third, uh, whatever whatever the next one is, nice. the third console, <laughs> right? Um, which may be you. I don't know how many. You, do you have one or two in the house right now? I have two, yeah, but I, I mean, I have two docks. If I was to get another one, I wouldn't need. I wouldn't even have a place for it. I wouldn't have a place for a second dock. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I think eventually that is a good thing. And I know that I believe it was Mitch Childs that brought up. Do we think that there will be a cheaper thing in the future? I think this is the route to go. Sell one without a dock. Sell it as a handheld unit. You know, and mm-hmm. trust that if people want to get a dock later on, that they can. Like you said, it need the price needs to drop to make it uh, worth getting separate. Uh, because right. right now, like you're saying, at least over in Japan, it seems like buying them separate is more expensive than just getting the actual, uh, you know, the actual combination box. So I think right. once it drops, then, you know. I think eventually we could get it in the West. Yeah, maybe in a, in a two years, three years down the line. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got from my Nintendo News.com that Nintendo has suffered its biggest two day drop in 18 months. I'll read the first a couple paragraphs here from this website. Uh, it says, despite the Nintendo Switch performing extremely well and the N- Nintendo 3DS continuing to chug along, as we just said, analysts and investors are completely befuddled as to why Nintendo has just suffered the biggest two-day drop in 18 months. Some think that the reason could be that Nintendo won't show enough surprises at E3, while others are worried about Nintendo's paid online offering, which launches in September. Gio, what do you think about this? I mean, I think the paid online has maybe a little bit more to do with the sales. But, I, th- you know, going back to, like, not showing enough at E3, I think a lot of people have a good general idea as to what they may show off at E3 like you got Smash Brothers 
you have i i feel like they're gonna do pokemon or something like that maybe metroid to have a drop like this it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because they have a lot of games in the horizon a lot of big hitters so could it be the paid online features me myself I don't see myself doing a lot of online gaming. I probably would utilize it more for the uh, Nintendo Classic games, I guess you could say. The, the, the sub- basically, the subscription for like a Netflix-style uh, game subscription. So I'd be using it more for that. Right now, there really isn't much of anything, in my opinion, to, to get the Nintendo Online for the multiplayer aspect of it. So as far as that being... Are these two theories? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think they make sense. I I, don't, I can't explain the drop, but the two, the sales drop. But I just don't feel like those two things are what's causing any sort of sale drop. Just just to be clear, mm-hmm. there are going to be games to get yeah. that you're going to need online for because. Your boy over here is yep. going to definitely be playing some Mario Tennis Aces, especially after this weekend with the demo. And also some Smash Brothers online, and also some Mario Kart continued with that, and also some maybe some Splatoon and Arms. So okay. you know, you know. So there, there's plenty. You know, there are there are games, and I, I probably would get into the Smash Brothers thing um, and dominate you. But I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much smack right now. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. You know, I'm not saying that I'm awesome because I am. I'm just saying. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah, you're right. There, there are games though. And but but uh, but you all you also are making a great point with E3. The fact that they brought up E3 here that Nintendo doesn't have enough surprises, possibly being one of the reasons. I think that's a little odd because I think that people are very excited about what Nintendo's E3 offering right. is possibly going to be. I feel like that's what we've been talking about for three months, especially since that, that first big direct of the year happened when we kind of didn't quite get, okay. Because the, the direct two things happened. You had the things that did get revealed and we knew, okay, we're going to see more at E3. So now we're really excited. And then the second thing that happened was some things didn't get revealed during that direct. And so then the expectation was, okay, well, we're going to see this in E3 ratcheting up the hype once again. So I feel like the E3 right. conversation is a little strange because of everybody presenting at E3. I really feel like Nintendo has one of the strongest slates that we could see like you said we're definitely yeah yeah, potentially we're definitely getting smash brothers we're definitely getting uh i feel like we're definitely getting pokemon where's metroid we know that that's in the 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 back pocket somewhere where's fire emblem i know shout out to a lot of people on our our discord server looking for that fire emblem and i feel like you know i feel like that could be there Easily could be there. I'm I'm also I'm also waiting for Pikmin. I mean, they say that 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 game has been in completion for such a long time. Not completion, but like close to completion for such a long time. Like, where is it? <laughs> has it been like we've heard nothing? Same thing with Fire Emblem. It's been like radio silence for such a long time. Also, it was uh, super rumored, so we didn't uh, include it because professional gaming journalist Gio Pimento doesn't subscribe to rumors, but uh, there there are talks of a domain or a copyright being uh, 
going through the motions for what could be the tales of on the switch game i mean so like who knows also been seeing a lot of increasing rumors that fortnite could be revealed for the switch at e3 that would be just monumental and yet another game to get online for but that could be huge for the platform because i feel like fortnite one of the biggest games in the world right now and even if you're not like into it yourself you can't deny the fact that it's like the it's, it's like this thing's it's like this year's minecraft or it's like you know this generation's minecraft if you will like everybody and their child and their mother and their uncle are playing it so for switch to possibly get that i think it would be super smart and i think it's going to happen so Anyway, now, getting back to what the, what is taking just to kind of stick with that point a little bit. What is taking so long with Fortnite? I mean, you, I can play it on my my phone for God's sakes. Why can't I play it on my Switch? I literally think they were waiting for E three. That that's what that's what I think. I think that they were waiting. I think yeah. because they got in a weird mo- they got in this weird space because it came PC and consoles early. Then the mobile thing is the mobile thing is a that's that's cool that's cool that i can play it on my phone but like mobile isn't doesn't need to wait until a big conference but i feel like if you're a console you got to make a splash and i think that they got into a weird spot and so they figured okay well if it's going to be any any time we might as well put the biggest game in the world on our stage um and and that's the that is the way that they try to catch up is show it in action during the conference maybe have it have a playable demo ready to go for people at the place because that is the thing you know a bunch of people at e3 if not everyone are going to have their switches in their backpacks in their purses on their persons so it'd be interesting if they had some sort of playable demo live on the stage floor you know i don't even think you'll have to wait for a demo i i wouldn't be surprised if they say Playable now. Drop the game playable now. That would be huge. That would be huge. And and you can dress up as Mario. You can dress up as Luigi. I guarantee they'll Nintendo fi it. They would so like they could make money potentially, right? I would think. And that, you know, you're looking at microtransactions there. You know, they they would obviously have to split it somewhat between the folks at Fortnite and Nintendo. But Nintendo fying this kind of makes sense, right? The aesthetic is already there. I mean, like that aesthetic mm-hmm. fits so well into things like Splatoon and Smash Brothers and just the the Nintendo magic. But also, can we just can we just take a moment to talk about how professional gaming journalist Gio Pimento may not subscribe to rumors, but that it says nothing about the fact that he doesn't start rumors. <laughs> we are starting the rumor right here <laughs> that you are going to see Fortnite playable day of e3 with mario skins so mario skins there you go you heard it here first but yeah uh yeah june 4th you biggest heard it. biggest two-day drop in 18 months literally could be nothing it, you know could be nothing but yeah. it, it just seems weird and my biggest thing was like the reasonings the reasonings there bringing e3 seemed a little preposterous preposterous yeah like i said i can't explain you know the sales drop but those two reasons eh, i don't buy it all right, so then we've got from GameSpot, they put out an article detailing the 13 things 
that we still want to see from the Nintendo Switch. Uh, what were some of the highlights here for you? Um, well, because it's GameSpot and I'm trying to look through it, it's um, it's a slideshow, you know. <laughs> it's a slideshow. So you the the, the thir- I think it was 13 was uh you know uh, folders and then customizable wallpaper. I, I I totally agree with both of those. Um, one of the other things uh HD rumble settings is great when it's used right. There's nothing quite like one two switches ball rolling mini mini game and tumble seed makes great use of the advanced vibration control uh, technology. But let's see, we've seen a couple of games just go too overboard, and and I have seen that where just the rumble feature, like they just don't know how to handle it, and it's just it the like the controller is buzzing and it just wants to jump out of your hands. Um, so they want maybe just to kind of mitigate some of some of that. I could see that. Um, one of the other things here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going a little fast here. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I was just going to I was just going to uh, pick up a couple web browser media apps. Um, my okay. thing with this one, I don't know. Maybe I'm like completely. Maybe I'm completely alone here. Maybe I'm completely isolated. I don't really use the web browser on my other consoles. That's just never. No been one a, does. That's just never <laughs> been a feature. So like, I I, I find this one kind of weird because uh, it's not really a, a quality of life thing, and to me, it's not even. A necessary thing like I don't need a web browser and then also with media apps I've got my phone I've got Netflix on my phone I don't really watch it on there but if I were going to watch it mobily I'm not doing it on the switches screen like there are better screens out there especially if you've got like an iPhone uh, blank plus or if you right, have right. one of the flagship Android you know larger screens like a you know uh, seven or eight inch screen or whatever, like whatever they're up to at this point. Yeah. Like, like Gio's holding in front of the camera right now. <laughs> Google pixel two XL. Uh, yeah. So like we've got screens that may not be quite as big as the switch, but they're better screens that you can watch everything mobily. So I, I'm just not a person that are just itching to have Netflix. Like we already have Hulu on it and I've never even downloaded the app. So no, Anyway, yeah, I mean, I could I could see the need for some media apps. I, I wouldn't mind something like YouTube um, or, or Netflix, but a web browser has got to be the most useless thing to me. Anyways, I, I, I just don't need it. Typically, I, I and like mostly everyone else, I have my phone right next to me. So, yeah, I I don't need to need that at all. Um, continuing on their list, they want a better eShop. Yeah, I mean, and and me, again, to be honest, I don't find anything really, I don't have a problem with it, but that's just me. Um, They also want more Wii U ports. Everyone's saying there's too many. These guys want more. And, And to be honest, there are a lot of good games on the Wii U. And for the, for the, the garbage that that Wii U got from a lot of people, and it is kind of deserved. They, they the R and D department kind of went nuts with the with the Wii U, um, but it kind of was a you know first iteration of what we have now currently with the Switch. But there are a lot of good games for it. There are some really really good games, and I would love for that to happen. Yeah, I I'm, I'm totally on board with this one uh, because I did miss the Wii U generation. There are so many games, like you said, really good games. 
that I just didn't play, just completely missed. Uh, that's one yep. reason. Um, God, I'm, I'm blanking on something now. I would love, we talked about last week, I'd love for like Xenoblade Chronicles X to make it over to the Switch. Um, especially, you know, we might be getting a, a second game. I would love for that to make it over. Um, a lot of Nintendo's first party stuff. I know Yoshi had a really good game. Um, are, aren't we getting Captain Toad? We're getting Captain Toad. We're getting Toad. Captain Toad. Um, you know, uh, we could we get a Wind Waker HD, a Twilight Princess HD? Um, what else is there? A Mario 3D World, which is actually really really fun i play i play with my four-year-old son and we just ha we just have a really good time with it it's such a fun game um so yeah there there are so many good games for the wii u as far as why it wasn't successful i mean we can go down that road a different time but there are pretty good games for maybe it. maybe a side quest for the future maybe shoot i better write that down <laughs> you write that down uh let's see next up we've got uh preserve saves uh, yes yeah. um definitely uh, it's a bummer that cloud saves are going to be tied to the online thing better online or, support sure and then uh what's up with this next one bring back the activity log i i'm not too familiar with what that i means. mean i'm i didn't know it went away i i again I, i'd have to look i'm guessing this we can kind of see what other people are playing what you've been playing the amount of time that's been input in that i thought that was still there i'm I'm not i'm not entirely sure but i would actually actually like to see some sort of reputation point system something like gamer score or trophy count i'd like to see something like that, that would yeah yeah i've been um cool. i've been talking to nerdy ninja on twitter um he's he's got this he's he's followed he's followed switchrpg.com for a while i i follow his his streams on twitch and that was one of the big things for him, specifically with um, the Banner Saga. We were discussing the Banner Saga. He was uh, he was trying to weigh the option order to get the Switch version. And his big thing that swayed him was trophies. He he loves mm -hmm. trophies in games, mm -hmm. achievements in games. And because the Switch doesn't have them, that actually swayed him on the PS4 version. So yeah. I, I know a lot of people yeah. would love some sort of achievement slash trophy system. I know a lot of the, a lot of people it's to their disdain, but there there are so many achievement hunters out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm I used to be one of those people, but I just don't have as much time like I used to either. Um, so one of the things they want here as well is HDMI HDMI output in handheld mode. So I'm guessing they want to be able to put it in handheld mode and play it in HDMI. They want to. Oh, hang on one second. Uh, I, uh, they want to hold it in their hands and connect it to their TV. Is that basically what they want to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. What's the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. You could do that. With, you could do that with the Vita, I believe. There was a way to plug HDMI straight into the TV. Okay. So I mean, you're still like holding it handheld, but you're playing it on the. TV. I don't. I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. Uh, that one seems really weird to me because it's like if you want to play on the TV, just drop just it and take the, the Joy Cons off and play on TV. Um, and this was actually kind when when I remember when the NX was a thing before it was the Switch. There were a lot of rumors as far as all the attachments that can be put on a Joy Con. You know, especially for, say for example a fishing game, you could actually have a Joy-Con attach it to your, you know, to the 
the console itself and you, it would have like a fish, fishing reel on it. And, you know, we're kind of seeing that a little bit, you know, in a different iteration with the Pokeball, the, the new Pokeball. It doesn't connect per se to the actual switch, but it's a different peripheral. But these, some of the concepts were actually attached to the slate itself, which some of them were cool. Some of them were for Pokemon Snap, which would have a camera attached to that Joy-Con. Again, like I said, the fishing thing. Some cool, some cool ideas. Is that kind of what we've what we've gotten with with Labo? No, um, because these would actually be functional or, or altogether totally different Joy Cons. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, that would that would kind of be interesting. And then um, I think this is last but not least, they want virtual console with cross buy support. So if you've purchased it before. They want you to be able to bring it back and play it again. It's not happening. They've already said it's not happening. So it's they're kind of going with a games on demand or Netflix style, as everyone says, type of deal. Again, this that would be awesome. But they they you're seeing Capcom doing it. They're taking their games. They're bundling it themselves. They're making the money. You have Sega doing the same exact thing. So you're seeing a lot of these publishers kind of keeping their games to themselves and they're putting it out there and they're selling it on their own. And then you got the, the minis, the the NES minis, the super Nintendo minis. So they don't want to take, again, they don't want to compete with themselves either. So they, they come up with a different solution where you can, you know, you can buy these games and they've had, they've added some online functionality or multiplayer functionality. So yeah, you're not going to see virtual console. That's, too bad. Uh, my big thing that I would like to see, just following along this uh, this theme, is a way, a better way, an actual functional way to get your media off the Switch screenshots, screenshot, yeah, screenshots and such. Because right now, the only way to get screenshots off the Switch is to one, post it to social media, or two, pop out the card to right. slot it into a computer, which kind of freaks me out a little bit, like handling that card in and out a lot. Sure. Um, so either a way to just USB it straight into a computer so that the computer uh, recognizes it as a media device or make it, I don't know, Bluetooth or something like uh, some yeah. way to get that stuff off there much easier. Cause it would make my life easier. Cause I love to take screenshots and I would love to post to Instagram or things like that. And sure. I can't. So, yeah, it's kind of a kind of ha- kind of a hassle to do that, and I've I've come across some points where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just have this and you know set it as a a wallpaper or send this to someone without having to go through the whole Twitter thing, without having to like you said handle that card. It, it is kind of a uh, cumbersome. Yeah, because right now my process is I have a Facebook account that is completely private, mm-hmm. that I have an album just dedicated oh. to switch screenshots. So I went, I just have to post to Facebook and then lump them in the album and then download the album. So it's not but great. It's not a great system. Nintendo. <laughs> no, that's kind of more streamlined than anything I've ever really heard. So that, that works. I don't have Facebook. So it, yeah, that maybe I would do one just, just for that case. All right. And, uh, finally, uh, 
if you haven't noticed, news is a little light this week because we literally, I guess, ran out of it last week. We had just right. an hour of news last week, so it, news was a little light, uh, and this is the last sort of piece of it, um, news-ish. Square Enix plans to advance their multi-platform approach. Yay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Goes without saying, right, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, you're a business. You want to make money. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Obviously, we hope that Switch is part of that, and that's why it's, it's in here, obviously, is we are hoping that that multi-platform approach does include the Switch. I think that it will. We already heard that this year is going and to... Not just to include, not just to include the Switch, but to include the Switch and have it on the same release date. You know, everybody playing nice together, and bam, you know, you have the one release date. We don't have to wait for you know, a few months down the line, you know, or we get, you know, it'll be done when it gets done, Dragon Quest, you know, that type of deal. You know, just have the same day, same release date. That would be awesome. Or have things made for the Switch, you know, exclusive. Sure. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening. We we are already seeing that with Octopath Traveler. So, like, I I get that that's there. I think that continue that, continue that partnership, uh, with some of your other devs and then also like away from the actual like square or like Japanese side of it, get some of the Western projects on switch too, you know, um, and look, localize look, them. Yeah. Right. Look at, I mean, but look at Tomb Raider, look at some of your other big oh, okay. stuff over here, you know, yep. get those things on the switch. Uh, I don't think Tomb Raider necessarily will work, but I think that you, there, there is a side of square Enix they could really tap into to bring to the switch. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you said, treat it like the other consoles as much as you can, as much as you can. Yeah. All we ask is for fair treatment. So I'll ask of you. All right. So that's going to wrap up the news. Uh, Let's jump into the games that we've been playing this week. Hit me with uh, battle chasers. I think I'm just about done. Um, I, this game, I cannot say how much. I, I absolutely still love this game. I'm looking to kind of clear out some of my backlog, though. I have a few games that I've purchased that I kind of want to finish. Um, I have South Park. I have Titan's Quest that I actually just just got for the Xbox. Um, I'm looking to... <laughs> this is just a me thing. I want to get back into Path of Exile again. There's kind of a new new season that kind of um, just started and what was the, th- the fourth one it was titan's quest path of exile Jeez, i can remember south my park and i'm slipping can't re- i remember can't south remember. park because that's what i voted for okay yeah smoke and sacrifice um the game interests me um so i kind of i think i'm i might hop on that one again I, i'm really going to stick to the twitter poll though that i put out there so You'll you'll have to vote on that. But you are still really loving Battle Chasers. Yeah, and, and another aspect of Battle, I I feel like I find new things that I really like about it. One of the really cool cool things are are the is the HD Rumble. I've never experienced it really in any. I mean, I've experienced it obviously, but the the way that it's in tune with the sound design and the actual the the feel of it, it is so so cool 
like some of the attacks, like the the way that the HD rumble and the sound mix, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. The game, the game that I tip my hat to with that was actually Golf Story. Really? Uh, yeah, the HD rumble and that mixed with the sound, just like you're talking about, is still I think the best that I've heard. So I'm very interested. I mean, I was already interested in Battle Chasers between you and Meatball on on, mm-hmm. on the site. You guys praising the heck out of it. Uh, but I really appreciate a good rumble and sound design combination. And to me, Golf Story, like when you hit a chip just from outside the green, like the you can feel and hear the 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 club connect with the ball. The ball hit the green. That feels different. And then whenever it hits the hole, it's so satisfying. So I'm really interested just from that. Mm-hmm. That's really encouraging me to pick up Battle Chasers too. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I feel you like I time. feel like too few games really, really capitalize on that. Yeah, there. I mean, I like I said, I've played quite a few Switch games, and I can't think of many that 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 do that. Even Mario Odyssey, the the original. You know, I don't. I didn't feel like it. It didn't stand out. You know. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild either. Really, if you, th- if right. you think about it, I mean, it wasn't right. It wasn't that big of a deal. No. Uh, so for me, uh, for those who have been uh, keeping up with uh, my my Twitch stream at all, uh, you'll know I have been playing the Banner Saga, and uh, I was supplied uh, with a review code from the people, the very great, amazing people over at Stoic. So I appreciate that. Um, I will be streaming that game and writing a review after I've completed it, and all I'm going to say right now is I am really, really enjoying it. I have some thoughts swirling around in my head about the game, but I am about three hours in. And right now I feel like it's too early to say those things that I want to say, but okay. they're pretty bold statements. I will say Ooh. that, oh, uh, but I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. I was talking to some people about it the other day going in i was thinking it was just going to be a very simple uh tactical rpg mm-hmm. moving players around on the grid and getting into it within the first 30 minutes of the game they introduce you to some mechanics that show you this is not just simple tactical rpg there's a lot of depth there with how you attack, what you attack, who you attack, when, where you place your people on on the field, how the people interact, how your characters interact with each other. So the combat alone is great. And then you mix that with what so far has been a very solid story. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, a lot about that game and the story and the decisions you have to make in that game. They're tough. They're tough. So Three hours I, I, in, three hours yeah. in, I have sure. I have already been the res- the responsible party in three characters' deaths. Oh, three hours in, three hours in, three characters have died because of decisions that I made. So that that is that is a thing that happens. And then um, also another sort of my uh, my stamp of approval here is i'm i'm one that i basically play a game one time and then that's it 
just because I feel like I have so many other things to play, I typically right. don't replay games. And I'm already I'm playing this game twice as I go. I've got my stream game, and normally I'll stream a game and then I'll just play it during stream. But right. I have my stream game and I have my personal game offline because I can't get enough of it. So right, that that's all I'm gonna say. Stand Very by approval. Good. Very good. Three hours in, uh, five if you count me doubling up but anyway cool cool so uh yeah that was fun uh games that are on sale this week we've got several uh we've got brave dungeon plus dark witch story it is on sale for 629 we've got elliot quest for 749 and lost for 909 letter quest <laughs> remaster for 407 come on guys Steam World Heist Ultimate Edition for fourteen ninety nine. The Escapist Two at fifteen ninety nine. Wonder Yar slash Wonder Jar. Not sure. Try again or walk away for seven ninety nine. I have not heard of that one. No, um, I have not either. And then finally, uh, Fear Effect Sedna for thirteen ninety nine. And then games releasing this week. We've got two. And I would love to hear Gio's opinion on this first one here. A Magical High School Girl releases June the 7th at 1499. And then uh, Banner Saga 2, appropriately enough, is releasing ju- uh, June 7th as well at 1999. So they haven't said when they're doing Banner Saga 3 yet, have they? I think they kind of hinted at it in the AMA. Uh, yeah, I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think it's official yet. Okay. But that will be coming, I believe, later this year, right? Is that? Yep. I thought I thought it was sooner, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, may, I mean, maybe they're doing a one, two, three, like right? It was May. Yeah. It was May, June, possibly July. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would be really cool. And um, again, if you, if you guys have are listening to this and you missed the AMA at, on Discord, it was. It was jumping in there. There was a lot of people, a lot of people in there. I got my question out that I wanted. And I know you were thinking it too about, you know, Legend of Zelda. Do they, do you consider it an RPG? I, I want to say I was one of the first questions. They answered it and they said, no, thank you. We move on. We've solved that. In fact, they went as far as to agree with you without you having to say anything that Zelda right. 2 is the only RPG. From That's the it. Zelda series. But. Uh, yeah, but seriously, we do want to extend massive thanks to the people, the wonderful people over at Stoic. Uh, just amazing, amazing partners with the AMA. They came out super enthusiastic. There was about 10 of them. I, could, I, I couldn't even count them yeah. all. There was about <laughs> 10 of them from yeah. Stoic there answering questions. Several of them stayed well after the scheduled hour that we had right. answering questions, hanging out with us. Uh, so super, super thanks for everything that you guys are doing. Uh, and you know, we hope to uh, partner more with you guys in the future. It's just absolutely fantastic. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful people. Seriously, go support them. Go buy Banner Saga. That's all I'm going to say. And Banner Saga too. On the 7th. Yes. On the 7th. All right, let's go to listener questions slash responses. Did we have any responses from last time? I don't remember if we did or not. Um, 
I believe we just had one response, and that was the dinner party. Yeah. Um, we did have one response. I believe it was Captain Vulgar. Oh, but we did. I'm sorry. Yeah, because we did. We did the response before the episode last week, and we actually did re- read Captain Vulgar's response last week. So yeah, yeah. We we did. We're gonna we're gonna change things up here, anyways. So first question we have again, Captain Vulgar. What are y'all's three E three predictions? Uh, I think we've. I'm gonna lump this in with the second question as well with Two While again from the Discord server. What E three leak are you looking forward to seeing? Slash hoping is true. What he hopes to see is Fire Emblem reawakening since he hasn't played in any of the mainline Fire Emblem games. And Fire Emblem Awakening is highly recommended by fans. I'll let you um, take the floor here. Um. Okay. So E three pr- predictions, real quick. Uh, e three prediction will be my mine is Fortnite for Switch. That's that's gonna be my big thing. Um, yeah. Fortnite for Switch, and I'll throw out Fire Emblem for Switch too. I think we'll see something about it, even if it's just a logo. But my big thing is, I think that Fortnite will have a presence on um in in whatever capacity Nintendo's presence is there. Uh, as far as what leak I'm hoping for, I will actually go to what I referenced earlier and I don't really have substantial information. Once again, this was highly rumored. I'm not even, I can't even really remember where I read it, but it was not on Reddit. Uh, but (laughs) tells of switch. Uh, I would love for that to sort of be a, a leak slash, um, announcement. Slash. Yeah, I think it was something called like Ever Steria or something. It was a weird word. Yeah. Which is in line with the series. So yeah. it's like tells of Ever Steria or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, having, I'm sort of in the same boat that Tuol is in for Fire Emblem. I'm, I'm that for Tells of. I am super interested in Tells of. I've had people telling me for years to play them. I've had a, bun- a bunch of games. Uh, suggested to me, but I've never gotten around to playing them. I would love for my first official to be on the Switch. I think it would be a, a great platform to play on. And so I would love some sort of leak or announcement or something. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned um, Fire Emblem. I I need more than a logo. It's been far too long. You got to give me something more. I, I need something more. I want to release this year. If if they go with the holiday, you know, JRPGs, holiday, tactical, you know, that sort of thing, I'm thinking that's when it'll be. So I'm hoping Fire Emblem really, really soon. But as far as other hopefuls, you know, we Fortnite, I almost feel like that's a given. Like, they, you got to. <laughs> it's time. It's time for, for that. Um, you, you know, you got, you got Smash Brothers. I'm just kind of quickly looking back at some other things. Um, you know, some, some other hopefuls I really want. I, I've played Pikmin three. I absolutely love that game. I would love, I'm waiting for that to come. <laughs> like where you keep talking about it. You keep it? talking about the old Pikmin, the old Pikmans, you know, what, what is going on with that? The only the now, only exposure to Pikmans is as useless characters in Super Smash Brothers. 
I would dominate you with them. But one thing, you know, we got Smash Brothers coming in. Good fighting game. You know, some may call it something else. I don't want to get into that discussion. I want another fighting game. I you know we have Street Fighter. Can we get Mortal Kombat on the Switch? Wow. Yeah. Well, why not? Why Let's not? There it is. There's the question. Why not? Why not, why not Mortal Kombat on the Switch? They've let go of the of this, you know, we're we're only here for the children type of thing. You got do we have an M rated game? Is Bayonetta M rated? I'd have to look and see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. But I mean, you know, when, is Dark Souls not M rated? I don't know. I'm looking at a box right in front of me. It says it says RP on it. I can't see it. Like, I mean, it's gotta be right. Hang on. I, I would think so. Let me use my new mechanical keyboard here to to check it out. It's so quiet. For okay. blood and gore, partial nudity and violence. Perfect. Then we can get Mortal Kombat. I want I want Mortal Kombat. I'm not going off of anything. This is kind of more of a kind of a wish list type of thing. Yeah, that's what you uh hope to see leaked, right? Yeah, I would love to see it. All right, uh question from Meatball Sub. If you could be an NPC in any RPG, who would you be and why? I don't know what it is. In every RPG I play, the blacksmith I'm always interested in blacksmiths. I, you know, I wanna, I wanna create my weapon. I wanna add all these stats to my weapon. I wanna forge these weapons. I think I'm, I'm gonna get an anvil tomorrow. I'm gonna start making weapons. You're gonna come back with a sword on the podcast. You, you wait and see. I will have daggers. I'm gonna make it all. But if you wanted to go in particular. In in an actual character in a game, the Andre in Dark Souls one and three, he's not in two, one and three, Andre the blacksmith, he's just kind of got this, I don't know, everyone knows who he is. If you play Dark Souls, you know who Andre the blacksmith, um, I forget his Andre of something, um, but you know who he is, and he's he's just an awesome character, and in Dark Souls you can actually you can actually kill the NPCs with some effects. It changes, it changes things. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool, but yeah, Andre, the blacksmither, dark souls one and three. Uh, so my generic answer, uh, would actually be, I would love to be, um, a random soldier from guild wars one, specifically, uh, the prophecies, uh, storyline uh that is one of my all-time favorite online games uh rpgs just love that game love that world uh so somebody from the prophecies region of go wars one specific answer specific um from skyrim um one of the graybeards i don't know like the main graybeard or something okay i cannot remember his name I don't, I don't remember his name, their names either. But I think I think him. I think him. Living up on top of okay. that old mountain. Yeah. Living in Skyrim. That desolate, <laughs> snowy wasteland. It's great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, and Andre's, uh, it's Andre of Astoria. I had to get that out there. Um, but yeah. 
you Very listen cool. closely, you'll notice that I left out a game in my answer. <laughs> and if you can actually watch this, you can see tears rolling down his face. <laughs> and he actually, I don't know why, but he looks like Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3, all emo-like. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> question from Firestream. Who the heck is this guy? Um, what is your least favorite RPG cliche? Like a silent protagonist, you know, the party dies to continue the story, um, etc. What do you got? Uh, I see that you've already got you've already got something written down here, so you go first. Yeah. Do I'll, you want me to? Yeah, yeah. Do you go want ahead, me to go? go ahead. Yeah. So for me, um, you have you're playing an RPG. You got your party all together, right? Say so you got four guys in your party. You know, you're playing along, playing along, leveling these guys up, and all, all of a sudden, one of them dies in the middle of the story. And then, you know, you spent all this time trying to level this guy up, level this guy up, and then he's no longer useful. And sometimes, you know, it could be an instance where they're really powerful to the point where, you know, you've spent so much, so many points or you allocated so many points to this character and then they're, they're gone. And then the other guys are kind of like weaklings and you can't beat the game. Man, you absolutely hated Final Fantasy VII, didn't you? It wasn't just seven. It wasn't just seven. I feel like I almost feel like did ten do this? I want to say ten did something like this. No, I'm wrong. I, I apologize. Ten was very straightforward and how it, it handled its party. Uh, so for me, it would have to be the way that characters are written. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. If you've played specifically JRPG, uh, you have the very defined character tropes both yep. on the male and female sides uh i being a writer and being someone who appreciates uh good literature and uh, good characters i like more nuanced characters i like characters that don't quite fit the mold of, of your typical storyline um, i like characters that are written very well with layers and complexity so for me, it would have to be the presentation and the writing of certain characters. And you all know the the roles and the tropes that I'm talking about. So now do you think it's a it's a cultural thing? Do you know what I mean? Um no, no, no. just in that because like no, okay. It's cultural in that the the tropes of JRPG characters aren't necessarily going to translate over to the tropes of Western RPGs. Right. But I feel like Western RPGs do have tropes too. Okay. Um, and so, like, there are two sets. Um, and I mean, I have I've problems with what like don't I don't like tropey tropey characters. You yeah. Know, right, I know that right. you need conventions, but I feel like if you're writing about people, people rarely cookie cutter fit a mold even if you have someone who looks a certain way or you like at first glance you think is going to fit in a certain category there's going to be surprises with that person because every yeah. we all have you know unique uh unique uh things and experiences that make us who we are so i and i'm okay with i'll take it a step back i'm okay with the presentation of those things but i want there to be some nuance either in the dialogue or in their backstory or in how they talk. So, you know, some things okay. there, please break the mold a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
All right, and okay. final question. Uh, final. Wait, was there a final question? No, there was it not. It wasn't a final, a final question. But can I can I make it a question? Because I, I I feel like I have I have a solid answer for this. It was actually a response to a question, but you know I'm gonna turn it into a question. Um, what is your favorite or your the I'll call it your favorite major antagonist to join later in a story. For me, it was Auron in Final Fantasy X. He joined a little later. He was, he was, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> I can't say what I was going to say, but, um, you know, his, he was cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess he was kind of mysterious at the beginning uh, yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this did come from Captain Volger. I'm really having a hard time thinking uh of like i, I threw one. this i threw this on you i'm so sorry well, like, so it's sorry. not it's not it's not like i needed time i'm just having a hard time thinking of a game where like an antagonist from the beginning joins the party later i will have to just from sheer i'm on the spot geo threw this at me i'm gonna have to go with <laughs> dragon age origins um, really yeah I'm shocked. Really. my Be- shocked face because <laughs> because there are several characters that you recruit in that game that at first glance have anti- antagonistic tendencies. Uh, right. Morgan, for example, is a great example. When you first meet her, she's very, um, very to herself, very against you and against everyone. And I mean, throughout the game, you're fighting against, you know, that almost antagonistic, antagonistic tendency. Uh, but when you first meet her, the conversation doesn't go well, and she joins you later. When you meet Sten, he's an actual literal murderer who's in prison, and you get him to join the party. You have an assassin join your party later. Um, so, I mean, that game, Dragon Age Origins, is is a, a, a big game in which all of the characters that you sort of recruit, their first glance and their first, um, your, uh, you know, your first look at them, it's almost like, right. oh, you... You could be a bad a bad guy, right? They but, could turn on you. Yeah, and and some of them, based on certain choices that you make, can actually turn on you. So, I guess it fits the the answer and the question and all that. Fine, I'll allow it. Dao. All right, Joe. You know what time it is. Um, it is a oh uh, oh side quest. Yes, I do. I do. Yes, let's let's do this. Are you ready? I am ready. Uh, let's see. So for this week, I'm going to ask you for a change. What? Yeah, I'm going to ask oh, you for a change. Geo, what is your favorite quest type, or what is the most your most memorable quest? I can't say what my favorite quest type is. I can tell to, you are what you my accept this quest. Oh, oh for, yes, and of you, course. You've already failed. Your favorite quest type is a side quest type on the Social <laughs> podcast. And your I failed m- it. most memorable quest was this one. Yes. Thank you. Come again. Okay. I can't tell you what my favorite quest type is, but I can tell you what my least favorite. And that is gathering type fetch quests. I cannot stand those. It seems like just busy work. Most of them most of them again do not add to the story they're just they're just there to fill time please don't give me any fetch quests for the love of god 
my favorite or most memorable memorable quest. I want to say it was, was it Borderlands 2 or 1? I, I can't really remember which one it was. There was a quest. It was the easiest quest ever. All you had to do was shoot a guy in the face. The guy's name was McShooty Face. So you get the quest and you just have to shoot McShooty Face in the face. You complete the quest. The antics that this guy was doing, this McShooty Face guy, while you're just, you just have it, he, during the quest, you get a scope and you just scoped out on this guy. And, and the, some of the things he's saying is just hilarious. And again, I can't, I don't want, I can't go into detail on what he's saying, but again, that was the most memorable along with, I believe it's fall. It is fallout four. The USS constitution quest is a bunch of robots kind of controlling the USS constitution because it's stuck on top of a building. So you have to, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying this. You have to get a bunch of materials and then give them to the robot. And then when you get the robot, the materials, they take off and then they get stuck on another building. And then that ends the quest. And again, I, I like humor in my quest and those two are are pretty good. Even though one of them contains fetching. True. Uh, all right, I will, I will actually extend the trend here. We're going completely off the grid. Or completely ignoring what the side quest is all about. Did I did I ignore it? No, I didn't. I will say my least favorite oh, okay. quest type is um uh escort quests. Ah, uh, yes. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Because yeah. the AI of the person that you're escorting is always good. abysmal. They <laughs> Never have any combat abilities, so therefore they're useless in keeping themselves alive. Not only are they useless in keeping themselves alive, they are very good at eliminating themselves and making themselves just completely dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I will actually take this theme a step further, and I will not answer my most memorable quest, but I will answer my least memorable quest. The one I wish that I could forget. This is a show been this show's been all about Guild Wars 1 for me. Okay. So Guild Wars 1. In the um Oh Lord. Uh the second the second expansion or the second the second campaign. I, I cannot factions. Factions is what it says. Okay. Guild Wars 1 factions was a, a campaign with a lot of Asian influence. Uh the the, the setting was very Asian. The uh, classes were very Asian. And so you are running through a city that uh, obviously at one point had just like millions, like millions of people living in it. Um, and then it, it made you think it was almost like Chinese in, in a way, but it had been plagued. Okay. So the quest was to escort this priest or monk from point A to point B through what can only be described as like, I am legend level, like (laughs) 
um, whatever that movie was with Brad Pitt with all the zombies. Uh, World War Z. World War Z. Right. I to- you're talking. I totally remember this quest, but continue. Okay. Yeah, Master. Um, good Lord, I had his name up until I want to say it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I I can't remember his name. I- oh, Master Togo. Master Togo. Toga, yep. Master Toga. Okay, so anyway, you got you got to you got to uh, escort him from point A to point B, and you got to go through this thing, uh, all, all all the city. He cannot die, and if you if you remember from Guild Wars One, if if nobody's played it, it's a game where like once you leave the outposts, the world is instant. You're by yourself. You can have AI party members, or you can have a, a friend uh, join your party live. But um, there were resurrection shrines. So if your party wiped, you would return to the closest shrine. But the way that they had this quest set up, you had a shrine near the entrance, but you did not have another shrine and literally until the destination of the quest. So if you wiped, you started over. You started it over with a death penalty. Every time mm-hmm. you wipe, you get a death penalty, which means that you lose both health max health and max uh energy or magic mana type mana of thing, yeah. yeah so it's just brutal also this one section of the escort wasn't it was like the last third of the mission so if you if you got your death penalty up so high and you're like you know I'm just going to start this mission over you still had like two thirds of the mission to get through but there was this one section that was so difficult for my brother and I. We wiped so many times. In fact, like <laughs> I got stuck on that campaign for a long time. I just could not get past it. What makes this even worse, because that is bad, but what makes it even worse is that it turns out that there were multiple routes that you could take, and there was a route that was much less infested and much easier to handle and it took us a long time to find this route because it was not easily apparent, but we found it. And then we literally never had trouble with that quest ever again. It, at that point, it was just annoying. And also, we had um, hours and hours and hours of bad memories belonging to it. <laughs> so you went through the thick of it, basically. I went through the thick of it instead <laughs> of going around it, yeah. Oh, I did man. indeed. I did indeed. Freaking Master Togo. I was... I was trying to look up what the name of the quest was, and I and I and I couldn't find it. Um, but I I totally remember that quest. Were there like like siege cannons and and whatnot, or am I remembering something different? Closer to the end, or yeah, I, I, I might think be you're closer to the end. I this was just all the plagued people. It was just swarming yeah, you. Right. Uh, and now I think I think what they could do is they could explode, uh, and that yep. was just a nightmare. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'll find it and I'll post it in, in Discord later. Worst quest ever. Worst quest ever. All right, well, we completed that side quest. We want you to join us on it as well. Remember, you can post your answers into the Discord uh, channel and we will read them next week live on the show. So now we have like a two-part question. What was your favorite quest type and what is your most memorable quest? Or you can choose option B, which is what is your least favorite quest type? You know the ones we're talking about. And what is your least memorable slash you wish you could forget it questing moment. So thank you uh, for listening this far. And actually, that's going to bring us 
to the end of this episode. Ah, there's more. Wait, one more thing. One more thing. (laughs) I told you to not let me forget because last week I was going to announce something big and I forgot. So, real quick, one last thing, and this is a big thing. This is a humongous thing. All right. So. At the suggestion, we want to shout out uh, at the suggestion of uh, Age of Boredom. He is an awesome follower of the podcast. He's got his own YouTube channel. I believe it's also Age of Boredom on YouTube. Uh, If it's not, I'll post a link to his thing later in our Discord. So Age of Boredom gave us an amazing idea for sort of a community event, uh, and it's to host our own world cup for anyone who is remotely aware of sports and soccer uh coming up next month or later i mean next week not next month but next week uh is starting one of the biggest tournaments in, in in soccer on the world stage uh where all the world watches uh even people who don't give a rip about soccer usually watch a little bit they act like they know what they're talking about for a month out of <laughs> the four years uh but anyway so the world cup all the world's biggest teams come together and so we are going to do one of our own and Gio and i've done a little bit of work behind the scenes to make this happen but what this is going to be is this is going to be a twitter tournament and that means that we are going to need your help more than ever as starting next week we are going to start with a group stage with group stage matchups. We have 32 RPGs, both a list of some of the greatest and then some of our personal favorite uh, of RPGs slash RPG series, 32 entries that will be going head to head first in a group stage and then later on in a knockout round. Um, and it's all going to take place on Twitter. I will post in Discord every day when the the um, the polls are live. So essentially, what is going to happen is we're going to have matchups in a Twitter poll, and you are going to vote on which one should go through. Okay, so we are going to real quick run down the groups that are gracing our very first Switch RPG World Cup tournament. All right. We got some doozies. We got some doozies. No, but I'm sorry. Before you go, what I actually absolutely love about this idea is that we're we're comparing or you know we're we're putting games or genre not genres but series of games that have some of them have nothing to do with each other, and 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 I absolutely love that aspect. You know, sometimes you can compare. You know similar type games together and these can be these are some of these are just very different so i think it's and it's awesome and and what i want to say is this is not to try to like put together a definitive greatest game of all time this is strictly for fun this is a chance to put pit pit games together like geo saying that have no business being compared together it's literally just like what what do we what do you want to win what do you want to go through now, how and this, this list was put random, randomly yeah, put together. Yeah, so how, how, how I put this together is I did do some curation of the, the top 32, and there is a mix of series and also single games. If a series had what I, what I, what we sort of believed, the staff to believe, uh, to have, you know, 
several really good games. Take, for instance, the Final Fantasy series or the Tales of series uh, or the Dragon Age series. Then we have one entry for the series as a whole. But then if a game, it was a one-off or it didn't necessarily have a series that like was fantastic, but it had a standout game, then those are mm-hmm. our individual entries. Okay. So then how this, so what we curated that 32, the top 32. And then what I did was I broke it down into eight different groups, just like the real live world cup. And I did a random generation. I filled these group stages. So you're going to hear groups with games together that have no, like nothing in common is all literally just random. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do for the group stage is we're going to have a Twitter poll with, with these four games. Each group has four games in them or four. Yeah. Four, four games in them. So the Twitter poll will have four entries. You vote on which game should go through for the group stage. The top two games are going to go through. This is just like the world cup. Okay. So let's run down. Geo, let's uh, let's go back and forth. Do you have it pulled up in front of you? Yes, I do. Let's go back and forth with these with these groups. So first, in group number one, called Group Activision, we've got Super Mario RPG, the Trails series, the Legend of Heroes series, the Persona series, and the Mana series. <clears throat> I can predict that one. Awesome. That's that's a again, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, that was one kind of that flew under the radar for me earlier because we've got one coming up later that's crazy. Yeah, but that, yeah, that one kind of flew under the radar. That's that is four great entries. Right. So you got to decide right. what two we're going to go through, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Gio, hit me with the next one. All right, next we have Group Bethesda. Now these group names have absolutely zero to do with with the titles in here, uh, but Group Bethesda has the Ultima series, the Pokemon series, Bloodborne. And the Dragon Age series. Once again, what do you <laughs> choose there? What to go through there? And you you only get one vote, but like right. it's gonna be so cutthroat. We've got Ultima, Pokemon, Bloodborne, and Dragon Age. Now I can also predict in this, you will probably have multiple burner accounts on Twitter <laughs> voting for Dragon Age. I can already see this. We're you know there's going to be some fixing going on here. Some match fixing on your end. Moving on to group Nintendo. We've got Planescape Torment, the Diablo series, the Fable series, mm. and the Xenoblade Chronicles series. Some good ones some there. Some dizzies there. All right, cool. So uh, next we have group EA. Ugh, maybe I sh- we should have picked a different one there. Um, <laughs> but we have Deus Ex, Sukoden. Two, did I say that right? Uh, Suikoden, I think. Yeah, yeah. Suikoden, Suikoden, Suikoden. We'll go with Suikoden two, Earthbound, and Dragon Quest series. Some that that's a heavy hitter there. Yeah, Dragon Quest is going to be hard pressed to lose that one. That is Dragon yeah. Quest yeah. group to lose. All right, and then we got Group Square Enix. We've got Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Mm -hmm. Fantasy Star Series, Chrono Trigger, and the Dark Souls series. This is another tough one. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is another one. I think, I mean, you'll see on the video, I'm like smiling like a freaking little kid at Christmas, but you can probably also (laughs) hear my voice. I was so excited putting this together because I'm just like a total nerd for stuff like this. But like 
thinking about these games being matched up to, to each other just makes me so excited. And I'm hoping that you guys are excited too. And tell everybody that you know, anybody that's on Twitter, get in on these polls because this is very important. It really is. Yeah. Like, like ignore work for the day. Make sure you <laughs> vote on these polls when they're live. All right. Not just vote, but if you can comment, yeah. you know, yeah. you know that, that that's cool too. Yeah. Take ownership for these games. All right, Geo, here goes. There's going to be a little drum roll because this is what we are labeling the group of death. Yeah. This Hit is... me with it. I am. I cannot stop smiling. Hit me with the group of death. This is a toughie, man. We have. All right. So for the first team first group uh game so this is group sony by the way group sony i'm sorry yes group sony we have the final fantasy series okay (laughs) and then we have mass the mass effect series should we end there no we're going on next to the xcom series Mm. okay (laughs) <laughs> and then and then after that the witcher series ladies the group of death. and gentlemen let me remind you this was completely random geo was watching because i did this in a google doc that was shared with everybody <laughs> and i was doing like i said random random generation random generation and he was watching as we had a long list of everybody that was going to be involved and as and it came up as they got drawn, they were dropped down. And I went, I would did group one through eight, one through eight, one through eight. So like it filled out slowly. And so we started with Final Fantasy series. I was like, okay, strong. Then it was Final Fantasy and Mass Effect. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Then it adds in XCOM, which was like wild card out of nowhere. Right. And then near the end, the Witcher was still on the table. And I was like, there's no way that I get slotted in the group of death. And then it did. So final fantasy series, the mass effect series, XCOM series and the Witcher series. I don't you even only know have where to one, go. You have, you only one have one vote <laughs> vote. I have no idea where to go. Well, Two, I, I, I can't predict that one. Two That's will go a good through. One. Two will go through. Um, all right. Uh, two more to go. We got the uh, group Bandai Namco with Fire Emblem series, World of Warcraft, Baldur's Gate series, and System Shock 2. There's some doozies there. there are, yeah, there are some doozies there. I, I, I think I have a favorite there, but yeah. Those, those are tough. And if you thought group Sony was the group of death. Yeah. This was a good one too. This is a great one. This is a really good one. So, group Ubisoft has the Tales of series. Whew. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the Elder Scrolls series. Oh. Wow. The Legend of Dragoon. A lot of people love that game. Yeah, that's actually a really good game. And then we have the Fallout series. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, this is Group of Death 2. Tells of yeah. Elder Scrolls, Legend of Dragoon, and Fallout series. Holy moly. That's that that one's a that one's a tough one too. And just you, to reiterate, like so everyone, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm assuming everyone understands what we're saying. With this group stage, we're gonna release one poll every day. So you can vote 
once in each group. You don't get one one vote overall. That'd be stupid. And also, like, right. we're not like banning you from voting and, and other things. <laughs> like, we will release one group per day starting next week. Okay, starting next week, I have I have it all planned out, the dates and everything. I have already scheduled this entire thing out, and I'm going to be making a graph. I'm going to be making a, a graphic of it yep. so that you'll know exactly what's coming when, and easy easy to look at. This is going to be so much fun, and I and the my only my only hope is that we get a lot of engagement. So once again, like I said, this I am hoping that you guys are having a have as much fun with this as I am having and thinking about having with this. And after the group stage is over, two teams will will move on from each group, and then we'll have knockout stages. And it's going to get absolutely brutal. Once again, we're not trying to choose greatest game of all time or anything like that. This is strictly for fun. Like, what is your, this is where you get to vote with your heart. You don't even have to vote with your mind here. What are your favorites in each of these groups? And it's going to probably cause some tears because Tuval already had (laughs) trouble earlier choosing three favorite series. He couldn't even, you know, narrow it down to three. So I saw that you asked that. Is that, is that what you Yeah, that was part of it. I just wanted, I just wanted to get a couple. In fact, I was able to add Fire Emblem from that. I was able to add a couple of others from that so your your answers your answers are are showing up they're in here um but vote with your heart and also with with your finger too like actually literally vote yeah you, you got to physically do something right and tell people about this we're going to try to get as many people in on this as possible because i don't want like these groups to have like two votes a piece right as many people as we can let's spread the word this is going to be big this is the switch rpg world cup tournament the world 2018 2018 for who's gonna win literally who's gonna i don't even know who's gonna get get out of of group stages because these are brutal groups anyway but like i said i will make a graphic that will have sort of the calendar of the events get yourselves ready this is gonna get nasty and it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome can't wait it's gonna be great all right awesome okay we have been going long enough Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this far, we want to give a, uh, our weekly shout out to uh, Mono Rissell for being our Patreon front page patron. Thank you so very much for all your support, everything you do. Um, and you're awesome. Thank you for all of the listens. Uh, everyone, we do want to thank you for listening again this far. Once again, this is going to wrap up episode 10. And once again, if you didn't understand earlier, Steph Curry had nine three-pointers. Sunday night versus the Cavs. We're on episode 10, so we have more three-pointers than Steph Curry did, just so you know. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for sending questions and responses. Keep them coming by emailing podcast at switchrpg.com or posting in our podcast thread over at discord.switchrpg.com. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or sub on your favorite podcast app to get it right to your fingertips on your phone. If you listen on an app, please remember that you can give us a rating and a review. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show and give you a lot of love on the show. Um, let's see. And if you like what you hear, remember that you can head over to patreon.com slash switchrpg to throw us a dollar or two. If you can spare it, if not, no worries. You just being a part of our community, listening to our stuff, reading our stuff, commenting on our stuff. That's what we love. That's what we love, guys. We love you. And finally, remember, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch platform. 
Until next week, I will see you guys around. See you next week.